0: Dear Tiger. came over. Um, we, we hardly get to see him these days, but he came over, and it was this kind of like brief. I think I saw Poppy for like five minutes or so. We just happened like so quickly, and you know, all. But it was just nice to see him. We had a little chat. We spoke. We cracked jokes and. We Generally the week was actually good, it was quite productive for me Um, in a musical sense. I was able to do quite a lot. Um, I've I've always had this desire to be able to share uh, my musical content with you, so I'm I'm, I'm really thinking of how to package it within this um, podcast for you. Written that I really, really like, and I feel that you would love it too. Um, I'll find a way to share it um, on the podcast or via other links. And uh, yeah, been also having okay. So officially, because of the whole lockdown, I mean, because of the whole pandemic stuff, um, I hadn't been going to work for a while. So officially, this week I resumed work. And it, it's a little bit strange you know when you're so used to doing things at home now you have to go back to the whole working environment it, it's pretty pretty crazy uh, I'm trying to adjust um, I think on Tuesday it was like really hilarious so I, I run like shifts so I just went Tuesdays Thursdays but so usually back then I used to do, I I would, like have to wake up as early as five, so that i would like shower, um, fix up some things. Latest by 6:30, I should be at the at the bus station to be able to get a bus um, and also avoid traffic. Um, so after I got the call for a resumption of work and all on Tuesday, and was my time, I woke up I think like 7:45. I eventually got to work after 11 was really really hilarious but we're, we're adjusting to it we're trying to you know fit into the whole stuff again and um, I'll definitely be giving you one or two um, stories about work and then did any other thing happen within the week I um, seen nothing, nothing really, not really but like I said musically really making So, like I, you know, regularly do, I want to thank you for um, your feedback on the last podcast and how it's been helping you. Thank you. Every word that you send, you know, be it a message um, or a voice note that you send, it really, really means a lot Tyler and I'm so so grateful I'm so grateful and thank you for also sharing the content I see every share that you do it's so amazing it touches my heart so much and um, thank you for connecting with this and you know also playing your part to make sure that other people benefit from it so um Last week, we spoke about, um, we spoke on the topic, who told you, right? and today, um, I really want to, you know, kind of like, progress on that, but I was going through a friend's um, status recently, WhatsApp status, and I think um, she wrote, "Guard your mind. I cultural heart and I was like, I think this is very, very important for us to discuss. And I don't know if you've ever watched Princess Diaries. Funnily enough, I've never actually watched it from beginning to the end. Um, but there's just this part in Princess Diaries where Anna Hathaway, the lady that acted as, well, was the princess and all, um, I think she was having a little challenge. And she was talking to the chief security um, officer their main bodyguard and all uh, and he made a statement he said nobody has um, the right to intimidate you if you don't give them the permission to right that every person that intimidates you in life generally whatever it is right every person that intimidates you is because you've granted that individual permission to do that but as long as you do not give the people the opportunity do not give them that permission then they do not necessarily or do not have um, a right in your life they don't have a right in your life and I think it really stuck with me out of the whole movie I'll probably try and find the movie and watch it completely but then these are some of the little segments in movies that really catch my attention. It 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 really you know sounded, um, or rather, really echoed so much in me, and it reminds me of the scripture: um, "Guard your heart with all diligence, so out of it comes the issues of life." Um, based on scripture, we get the heart, and then the mind are usually words that are interchanged. Now, um, in in the last podcast, you know, we spoke about um, the fact, okay, who told you, right, that um, we have to be very particular about um, who sends us information, the caliber of the people that send us information and what the information actually is. I right, want the information actually is that we have to be deliberate about sieving the things that um, are said to us the information, the suggestions the opinions Right? we have to be very deliberate about sieving them um, now it's generally you can't there's no real mechanism that is built to Stop certain words or certain information from um, coming over to you, you know, the world as it is right now, there's information at every nook and cranny, at every point in time, even certain things you don't want to hear, people will tell you about it, ah, oh, there's this, ah, oh, there's this, ah, oh. you know, there's, um, um, you know, there's this disease in this, uh, that is eating up people's this, that, that, that so let me share a little story um during the when the pandemic first started uh you know being at home being good um i was on twitter and i I started seeing people talking about them losing um, their sense of smell then i went to google and then um a lot of anybody can post anything you get on all of these um, wiki pages and all. But we came up, and you know, a lot of um, there are a lot of results saying that if you lose your sense of smell, you you probably have the virus. So I remember at the end of this day, I, I went to have my bath. I used this very strong um soap um Irish spring. So as I was you know having my bathroom I couldn't perceive <laughs> I couldn't perceive um the the scent we get, um of the soap so you know I shrugged it off and then immediately when I came I'm a perfume freak I love perfumes Let's not even talk about perfume genre, but I love perfume. So when I got out of the shower, I immediately came, you know, I sprayed a whole lot of perfume in my hand and tried to perceive it, and I, and I could not perceive the fragrance. Mm-hmm. Instantly, I caught a fever. Instantly, I caught a fever. And I thought, oh my God, I got the virus. Oh my God, I got the virus. Now, um, whether I got it or not, I really don't know. But The fact that everything that was a symptom, right? Um, I had received it as information, right? And when I saw certain things manifesting, I literally gave permission for other symptoms to find expression in me. And that's the danger of certain words. You know, like... um, I don't know if I said it in the previous podcast... But then I was thinking about the question like, who taught us fear? Um, We learn fear. Naturally, we learn fear. We learn bravery. Um, And like I said, we don't have, like... um, By default, there is no structure that helps us um, sieve the words, right? That helps us sieve the words that we hear, right so everything that we just get around the world is accepted first into our subconscious and then um it becomes like a stronghold and a mindset so a child grows up seeing certain things and believes that that's the possibility he or she has you could see the child trying to imitate what the um more mature people are doing right that that thought of limitation is not there so um but it gets to a point that when a certain information is so pumped around you when you've so surrounded yourself by a specific thought it becomes what we call like a stronghold and at that point it becomes extremely difficult to think otherwise extremely difficult to think otherwise so um sorry about the horns and all so let's take for instance part of the easiest one of the easiest things to really talk about let's talk about fear right fear now or failure rather i think failure goes well now um everybody in this life has failed at something that um at least naturally become accustomed to the fact that whether it's going to be learning a certain craft or discovering something new um, or you know just trying out something new you know that we're bound to have issues of um, failure now separating failure failure is, is more of an event than who you are but when you've tried so many things over a long period of time and you have consistently um, made or consistently feel, it naturally becomes a stronghold that um, gives you the perception that you are a failure. Right? That you're a failure. Now, once that happens um, even when you succeed at something you always feel that it is temporal. You always feel that it is temporal. And once you get to that point you actually work towards, you actually play a role, rather, in making sure that you actually fail. Really. Um, remember my first time driving, I harbored thoughts of accidents, you know, so much. Um, harbored thoughts of, you know, making a mistake, and, you know, just panicking, or, or, you know, it was just a very, um, terrorizing experience, I remember the first time, my mom actually sent me somewhere, to get something, um, for her, on my own, that day, I hit the, the back of the car, um, Um, I hit the side of Kikena Pep, right, the tricycle, and the side mirror of my mom's car got damaged. Everything that I feared literally came like right before me. And um, I was just, you know, literally living what I had built around myself as a thought, mindset, as an expectation Um, and so for a long time it took me like a while to be able to drive and so when I now got the opportunity driving in Abuja the roads are really busy and the drivers can be really really crazy. When it was the time I, I, I drove from home to the office remember the night before i was like okay who am i going to jam this time who am i going to am i going to wreck this car and everything and i had to you know stop myself you know put myself on track and be like no you are not going to um, have an accident you're not going to have any issues you're going to drive you're going to be fine you're going to reach your destination and all." i remember that morning as i just came out there was like a whole lot of traffic the the noise of horns, you know, everybody boom, 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 boom there. It was nerve wracking. But every time that the thought of something wrong happening came to me, I instantly, you know, shut it out with um, the thoughts of, you no, know, you're going to get it right, or you're going to be fine. And um, I got to the office perfectly fine. I remember when I parked the car. I was like, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. Um, Then again, another fear. I was in the office, like, every 10 minutes, I'll just, you know, check outside the window to make sure that the car wasn't stolen. You know, just so many things. And um, I would, you know, like, go downstairs and, you know, I mean, press the car lock to make sure that I actually locked it. You know, all of those things it's just like an example now if we can so feed our mind right with such negative thoughts that they literally become realities for us it means that we can feed our mind right with so much positive thoughts now i'm not saying being reckless or careless but then you literally feed yourself with so much positivity that the thought of failure doesn't have an effect on you look at failure, you could redefine quite a lot of things. Redefine quite a lot of things and say that okay, I know failure exists, but then I look at failure in the sense that I did something the wrong way and if I do it the right way, it's not going to happen. I've learned a way of not doing it, right? Um, like the story of Thomas Edison and the light bulb, when they said that um, he failed 9999 times. And his response is like, No, I didn't feel 9,999 times. I just found out 9,999 ways of how not to create a light bulb. Okay, whether it's true or it's motivational talk, it's still true. Like the, the thought and the concept is very, very true. Um, like, like scripture said, you Guard your heart with all diligence you are responsible for what comes into you. I remember God kept kept on hammering this thing to me. He said every word that people speak is only a suggestion an option or an opinion and it is left for you to either receive it and make it your paradigm or to reject it. Words are never forced. They may come forcefully, but they must be accepted by the listener. Right? They must be accepted by the listener. And so, Tyler, you have to do everything. Right? This is this is like a personal effort right now. It's something that you have to do. Nobody can do it for you, no matter how much you need it. Nobody can create the boundary of the words that can come into you. Nobody can. You have to be so deliberate about guarding your mind. About guiding this your mind. Protect it. Protect it. Remember what I said that your beliefs are sponsored and because will build up to convictions. Convictions will build up to actions and then actions literally create the results in your life. So whatever wrecks with your mind or whatever plays with your mind, plays with your general belief system. Now, when you've got something precious, right, something that could be of benefit to you, there is a way that um, you you protect it, you know, you do everything. Okay, so for instance, something fragile, right, you've got this glass, um, Artifact, right? Something very precious. The packaging, first of all, tells you that it it needs to be cared for because it could be easily broken, right? Where it's kept and the reinforcement that it has tells you how um, important and how valuable it is. Again, if you see somebody tossing the glass artifact up and down, you'd be like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. But then you see somebody tossing up a stone, somehow it's it's not. don't feel um, that anxiety. Now, if we could guard things that, you know, probably just have monetary value, how about the one thing that actually has the value for um, creating your future? You can't be in an environment that... Celebrates failure that emphasizes failure and expect to succeed. Sometimes you have to literally remove yourself from that environment and make either you find another environment that um, sponsors or celebrates what you are looking for, or you create an environment and then you so you know fortify it that only those that share the thoughts, only those that share the desires or those that share the passion that you have, have access to it, right? That is the, it's either you do that um, or you find a new set of people to work with, right? You can't be in a place where Certain negative things are being celebrated, or, or being spoken, or being emphasized, and expect to come out with a positive outlook. Um, it's easy to learn a language when you are within the um, the vicinity of people speaking that language, right? If you're learning a certain craft and art, it's easier to learn when you are with people within that craft, right? Um, you want to learn how to cook best friends are footballers you can't there, there, there are a whole lot of things that you'll be able to learn right because you're from your your perspectives are different your pursuits are different right your your mind generally is receiving a different thing so you can create that future you can create that um you can create that Fortification around you that so promotes the things that you need that when a negative thing comes, the walls that you have created literally block it. And so it's like I heard it, but I didn't agree with it. I heard it, but I didn't agree with it. Right? So this is my admonition to you, Tyler. For the week, um do everything right to make sure that the words that you receive um are words that would inspire you to where you would want to be if you see yourself living in fear let's say you're living in fear you get especially like listening to the news like there's there's a bad story everywhere something terrible is going up you know and all of those flooding of that information can build up fear. So, why not find certain things that would help stir up faith, right? Your faith in humanity, your faith in the possibility of things getting better, right? There are people that are making a change, making a difference, even within the, um, the confines of chaos. Now, those should be your reference points. Those should be your reference points. I'll end with this, and in Nigeria, usually, um, high institutions, the government owned high institutions, right? Um, results pasted, you know. I'm sure it's everywhere. But, um, I remember something that I learned. You could go to the notice board and you could see a whole lot of people with, you know, carryovers, probably failed courses. And if you look that if you look towards that um, you would you would feel that it's really difficult to pass but then why not take out that same energy and find the people that had either straight A straight B's or people that didn't have any issues that information should be able to remind you that um, excelling is possible and now I said that this is the last thing but then this just dropped into my heart and it's really going to be the last thing so Um, Jesus told the disciples, you know, he had finished his work for the day, told them that they should go ahead of him. He'd meet them. They were to see a galilee. And there was a a storm. And then all of a sudden, Jesus was walking past them. And they were like, ah, isn't that um, rabbi? That's Jesus. And, you know, Peter being the confident one, was like, okay, um, if you if it is you, uh, bid me to come. And Jesus is like, all right, come. And Peter started walking towards Jesus. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, scripture now says that he saw the waves and um, he began to sink. And it was like, Lord, save me. And then instantly Jesus came and he saved him to go down with faith. Now what I want to bring to you is that um, as long as Peter's gaze was on Jesus. It didn't. Um, it didn't. It wasn't like an indication that there wasn't a storm. There was a storm, right? There was no denial of a storm. But as long as his focus and his gaze was on Jesus, he was living the realities of Jesus, even within the storm. The moment he looked at the waves, he started looking. I mean, he looked at the waves. He started living the reality of what should happen if you are in the sea. Just to sink. He started sinking. But the moment he called back to Jesus and he looked onto him, um, Jesus came and saved him. So it means that Peter actually walked on water twice. He chose you the power of focus, the power of gaze. You've got to block the noise of the world. Block the, 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 the noise of failure, of defeat. Um, whether if it was a loved one that told you, a friend, or someone that you admire, someone that you cherish or someone that you hold in high regard or high esteem, it doesn't matter whatever they said is still an opinion a suggestion and an option you can choose to accept it or reject it if it doesn't fall in line with um, building you making you better and seeing the best in you, you have the right to reject it and you should whatever you focus on magnifies itself whatever you focus on magnifies itself You would be more driven to do the things that your mind is preoccupied with. So this week, Tyler, um, I want you to guard your mind. Guard your heart. Guard your mind. And create the environment that you truly desire to live in and to see. Right? So thank you for your time. I really hope you'd have a lovely day um, please do do want to share the, the podcast with, with other people we need more Tylers and um, don't forget to also like the Instagram handle dear at dear underscore Tyler dear underscore T-Y-L-A right and then you can share it with friends and I would also love to get your feedback on this, right? So remember that I love you and that I'm always rooting for you. Bye.